بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وارزقنا علما تنفعنا به آمين رب العالمين الحمد لله we continue again with our فقه الصلاة from the book Bulugh al-Maram and we are busy with the uh, Sujood al-Sahwi right? the chapter of the Sujood al-Sahwi um, so tonight inshallah we will end of the chapter of Sujood al-Sahwi and last week we covered and we spoke about the two ahadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri and the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Correct? And we spoke about that for some time and we spoke about the differences between them and when the one of Ibn Mas'ud applies and when the one of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri applies. Right? The one says the two sujood will be done before the taslim whereas Abdullah ibn Mas'ud's hadith mentions after the taslim. And the difference was is Abu Sa'id al-Khudri's one of before the taslim was when a person is in shak, doubt, 50-50, he has no idea, we spoke about this, what this means, right? Then he has to do the, he goes to the lesser of the two. So if he's not sure is it the third or the fourth rak'ah, he has absolutely no uh, preponderance in, 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 you know, in leaning to any of the two. Then he goes to the lesser of the two and he will then make the taslim, bef- sorry, the sujood before the taslim. The hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was slightly different. It actually told us, Meaning, he should try his best to remember where he was, to remember what, which raka'ah he is in. And if he has dhan, we spoke about dhan, which is confidence, right? Ughalapati dhan, which is surety, you know, like real confidence, a strong level of confidence, then he should stick to that, right? He should stick to that, he's quite sure that it is the third raka'ah, he should stick to that. If he thinks it's the fourth, he should stick to that. Then he can complete the salah and then make the taslim, the sujood, sorry. He makes the sujood after the taslim. That's what we got from that hadith over there. Walhamdulillah. Um, and I think I did mention this the previous week before that. If you do the sujood after the taslim, right? So you'll make the taslim, then the sujood, and then taslim again. Then taslim again. So you will still end with the taslim, but the sujood will be done after that. And then you greet again. Then you greet again and then you're done. Okay? Because that, I did mention it. I think I did mention it. That comes in the hadith of Imran ibn Hussain. I did, because you asked me the question. Uh, that comes in the hadith of Imran ibn Hussain that he mentions that he... Uh, that he did the salam again. That he did the salam again. Whereas one of the other ahadith that we mentioned, there was no mention of the, there was no mention of the taslim to be done another time. Okay, but I'm pretty sure that I did touch on it. Anyways, so we move on tonight to the next hadith 
which is the hadith of Mughirah ibn Shu'bah, which is the hadith of Mughirah ibn Shu'bah radiyallahu an, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا شَكَّ أَحَدُكُمْ فَقَامَ فِي الرَّكْعَتَيْنِ فَاسْتَتَمَّ قَائِمًا فَلْيَمْضِ وَلَا يَعُودَ وَلْيَسْجُدْ سَجْدَتَيْنِ وَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْتَتِمَّ قَائِمًا فَلْيَجْلِسْ وَلَا سَهْوَ عَلَيْهِ رواه أبو داود وابن ماجة والدار قطني واللفظ له بسند ضعيف This hadith says that if one of you has doubt again if one of you doubts and he stands up in the the second rak'ah. After two rak'at, he stands up, which means again what? He does not do the tashahud. So in this case, he had doubt. And so what did he do? He went straight up. He skipped the tashahud. We've spoken about this issue. And we said what? What, what, what should he do? Complete. Complete the salah and then? Do your final tashahud. Do your final tashahud and then? And then do your sahwi um, afterwards. Sahwi will be done before because you missed it out. Afterwards will be done. The sahwi is done for something that is added to the salah. Then we do the sahwi after the taslim. For something that's missed out of the salah, you do the sahwi before the taslim. So in this case here, you do the sahwi before the taslim. So anyways, this hadith says if he, any of you doubts and he stands up in the second rak'ah, then let him... And he, sorry, and he stands up completely. He completely stands up. Then he must continue. This is what we spoke about. And he should not return. Meaning, don't go back and sit. Continue with the salah. And then let him prostrate the two prostrations of forgetfulness. Okay, this is clear. However, the hadith says, if he does not stand up completely, and we did speak about this issue previously, but now the hadith is mentioning it, mentioning it specifically. If he does not stand up completely, meaning as he is busy standing up, he remembers and he, re- he realizes that he has skipped the tashahud. The hadith then says, فليجلس, Then he should sit. And there is no sahwi for him. Okay, however the hadith is weak. The hadith is weak. Okay, and this is an important point because for those ulama who deem it weak, they don't act upon this hadith. And for the other certain ulama like Imam Al-Tahawi and also Sheikh Al-Bani, rahimahullah, who, who, who authenticated the hadith, they would act upon the hadith and we're going to see where the difference comes in. Okay, so tonight there's a couple of issues we're going to deal with that require some attention to focus on what... You know, the different circumstances that can arise with regards to sujood al-sahwi. So try to pay attention to this, inshaAllah. The first circumstance from this hadith, right? this hadith is not that technical, but the first circumstance that comes up within this hadith is if he stands up completely. So he's now stood up, he's now standing, and he, then he remembers what? That he forgot to do the tashahud. What does he then do? فليمضي. He has to continue. He does not go back. Meaning he doesn't go back and sit. He continues with the salah. Right? And then he must make the two sujoods before he completes the salah. Before the taslim. And that will be accepted from him. Understand? Because this is naqs. This is a shortcoming in his salah. Yani he's missed out a fard. Which is the tashahud. 
is a wajib of the salah, hence he has to make up for it with the sujudu sahwi. Okay, so this issue is clear, alhamdulillah. Right, this is a clear example. We've spoken about this hadith or this issue right in the beginning of the sujudu sahwi from the hadith of uh, Abdullah ibn Buhayna. Abdullah ibn Buhayna was the narrator of that hadith where we spoke about this specific issue where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he missed it. And he made it uh, the, the sujudu sahwi before the taslim to make up for that. Um, the second situation or circumstance that comes up in this hadith is if, they, if the person remembers before he stands up. As he's standing up, he, he remembers that was the, I missed the tashahud. I'm still in the, there's a second raka'ah, supposed to do the tashahud. Then this hadith says what? He should go back. He should then sit down. So you're busy standing up and you realize you should then sit down because you haven't stood up completely yet. Right? Sit down and then do the tashahud and then continue with the salah. And then the hadith says, وَلَا سَهْوَ عَلَيْهِ And there's no sujood sahwi upon him. That he does not have to make the sujood sahwi uh, to make up for this. Right? Um, now this is where the difference of opinion comes in because if you recall when we spoke about this particular issue a few weeks back we said that there is sujudu sahwi to be done because why? because he has added to the salah instead of sitting what did he do? he stood up so this is an addition that is added to the salah hence even though he has gone back and returned, something has been added. So therefore, there should be sujudu sahwi at the end, after the taslim. Understand? This is the principle. This is the principle that we've mentioned. That if you add anything to the salah, you have to do, to, to do the sujudu sahwi when? After the taslim. In this instance here, this person has added to the salah because... He has stood up, even though he hasn't stood up completely. But he stood that, that's a movement. You understand? That's a movement. And therefore, it's an addition that has been added to the salah. So according to the principles that we mentioned, sahwi would be required. Understand? But the hadith tells us, no sahwi is needed for this person in this condition over here. However, what did we say about the hadith? It's an inauthentic hadith it's a weak hadith right and so majority of the scholars regard the hadith as weak hence they do not act upon this particular wording which says there's no sahwi upon him they stick to the principles and say he should still do the sahwi because he has added to the salah whereas certain group who did accept the hadith they would say he doesn't have to do the sahwi why because the hadith said so and Ibn Uthaymin says, those who take this view based on the authenticating of the hadith, that's fine. Because if the hadith says it, we act upon it. But the other ulama are basically saying, it's not authentic, hence, we don't act upon it. And we stick to the principles which says, an addition was put into the salah, he has added to the salah, and therefore, he has to do the sujood sahwi to make up for it. Okay? Um, <clears throat> so again, now he mentions four different ways that this can happen. And this is good to go through because it gives us a holistic understanding. 
So the first way this can happen is that a person comes up and he sits. And he sits and he's about to stand up. But he still remains sitting. So he doesn't do the tashahud. He's just sitting there and he's about to stand up. And then he remembers. And then he remembers that I need to first do the tashahud. So what do we say in this case? What do we say in this case? What does this person have to do? He comes up, he sits, doesn't do the tashahud. And then he's about to stand up, but he remains seated because then immediately he remembers and he does the tashahud. So what does he have to do? Is it fine? He continues, right? But does he have to do the sahwi at the end? No. Why not? Because he didn't perform an action. He didn't add anything. It was just doubt. He dealt with the doubt and he carried on. You understand? So in this case here, there's no sahwi required because he remembered. He was certain. Okay, he remembered, he was certain, no, uh, this, is, uh, this is the tashahud, I need to do the tashahud. And so he remains seated and he continues, there is no sahwi required for him. Okay, that's the first, first instance or the first um, situation that could pot, pot, uh, possibly happen. A second possible situation is, this person, he, he stands up, he's no longer sitting, but he does not stand up completely. So he's just about standing up and then he remembers and he goes back and he sits. He has to do sahwi because he added something to the salah. Right? Even though he never reached the next rukun, which is the standing. Right? Actually the standing itself, standing up is also part of the salah. But he never reached qiyam, you know, standing the, the standing point. He Therefore we say he should sit. But he has to do sahwi at the end because he has now added something to the salah. He has now added something to the, to the salah. Right? A third situation is that the person stands up and he stands up completely. He stands up completely. However, he does not start reciting yet. So he stands up. Allahu Akbar is right up. He's standing, but he doesn't start the qira'ah. He doesn't start reciting yet. This is where some ulama said it is makru for him to sit down. But if he sits down, it's okay. If he sits down, it's okay. He'll have to do the sujood, but it's okay. He can sit down if he wants to. Right? Even though he's straight up. Although later on, Ibn Uthaymin argues against this and he says that... Uh, you see, the third... Okay, let's, let's leave it at that. The fourth situation is, he stands up straight and he starts reciting already. Then he remembers. So he's busy with the Fatiha. And he realizes, hey, I didn't do the tashahud. Right? In this instance, they say, it's haram for him to go back to sit. And if he goes back purposefully, he can nullify his salah. He can nullify his salah. Understand? That's the fourth situation. Although Ibn Uthaymin says that the third and the fourth is no real difference, according to him. He says the qira'a thing doesn't really affect the, the issue. The fact that he's standing up straight, he's already moved to the next point of the salah. He should continue. And to say it's makroob and the other one is haram because the recitation has already started, he says both is similar. 
And they are both haram. So you should not go back at all. If he's standing up already. Understand? So we could maybe combine those two and say whether he's reciting or not and he's standing up straight, he should not go back down. And he could potentially nullify his salah if he goes back down. So it's haram for him to go back down. If he's midway through, he should go back down, but he must make up for a, for the addition with a sujood sahwi The third, the first one we said was, he's still sitting. And he's basically, you know, contemplating. And then he remembers and he says, no, no, this is definitely the, the second tashahud, or the first tashahud, sorry, the second rak'ah. He should continue and there's no sahwi upon him. Because he remembered, right? Unless we could argue that there was doubt. Because remember, if there's doubt, and he goes to the lesser of the two, then they make sahwi. Before. And if there's one, so he's, he's, he's still not 100% sure. If he's not 100% sure and he sticks and he says, okay, I think it is the tashahud, he goes with that, he must still make the sahwi because it's one. But if he remembers completely, now I'm certain, I'm certain that it's the second tashahud, he then doesn't have to make the, the sahwi at the end. Understand? Are you with me so far? Taib. Um, so those are the different situations with regards to the issue of the standing up or, or sitting and so forth and how it affects the, the sujood al-sahwi, uh, whether he sat up or, or, or was halfway up, standing up and so forth. That is basically that issue over there. Taib, we move on to the next hadith, which is narrated from Umar radiallahu anhu. An al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, Laysa ala man khalf al-imam sahwun, fa'in saha al-imamu, fa'alayhi wa ala man khalfahu, rawahu al-bazzar al-bayhaqi, bisanadin da'ifun. Da'ifin. Umar narrates from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he said, the one who is being led in prayer, yani those behind the imam, they, he does not have to make the two prostrations of forgetfulness. There is no sahwi upon him. There is no sahu upon him. That's, that's the first part of the hadith. The second part of the hadith is, فَإِنْ imamu, If the imam forgets something in the salah, فَعَلَيْهِ وَعَلَى مَنْ خَلْفَهُ Then, the sahwi is fard upon him and those who are following him. Understand? So what does this hadith say? There are two parts of this hadith. Part number one is, there is no sahwi to be done by the ma'moom. By who? The ma'moom. It's good to know these terms. Imam and ma'moom. Right? Imam is the leader, the, the one leading the salah. The ma'moom is... The, the congregation or those behind the imam. Right? So there's no sahwi for the ma'moom. Nothing upon him. Whereas the imam, if he forgets something, he must make sahwi. And whoever is behind him must make sahwi as well. Again, this hadith is weak. Right? It's a very weak hadith actually. Very weak. 
However, the hadith is correct in terms of its meaning. Right? It's still a good hadith because the meaning is in line with the principles of the Sharia. And in lines with in line with uh, other hadith on the issue. Understand? So the hadith says, Laysa alayhi sahwun, meaning there is no sahwi for those praying behind him, the ma'moom. Which means this doesn't mean that there's no reason. There's, there's times where it may have to happen, which we're going to go through, right? But in general, he should be following the Imam. And it shouldn't be that, let's say he forgets something, and the Imam finishes the salah, and then he makes sahwi, and he differs with the Imam. You understand? This is the problem that comes about. If each person is going to make sahwi, he's now going to be different to the Imam. And the hadith says, إِنَّمَا جُعِلَ الْإِمَامُ لِيُؤْتَمَّ بِهِ فَلَا تَخْتَلِفُوا عَلَيْهِ This hadith is a principle which says, the Imam has been placed to be followed. The Imam has been put there to be followed. So do not differ with him. The hadith says this, do not differ with him. So that's our principle that we have to stick to. Understand? That's the principle that we have to stick to, that you have to follow the Imam in the Salah. And some of the ulama are very strict on this. Very strict on this. Even on issues that, you know, is different over, they will say if the Imam doesn't, then do it. So a simple example, um, Sheikh Abani, for example, is of the view that when you come up from the ruku, you put your hands by your sides and not on your chest, not back here, right? He says, no, that's a bid'ah. That's his view. Other ulama say it's sunnah. Okay, that's fine. But, one, he was praying in Makkah one day in Saudi and his students noticed him putting his hands back there. And so they said to him, Sheikh, did you change your opinion? We noticed you put your hands back and you said it's not legislated. So he says, no, I never changed my opinion, but the Imam is doing it. And so we have to follow the Imam. You understand? Even though he didn't view that to be necessary, but because the Imam did it, he imitated the Imam. Understand? So on certain issues like this, those issues where there is valid ikhtilaf, we can follow the Imam even though it goes against what you necessarily follow. Simple example, coming up and having the jalasatul istiraha, the, the sitting of rest. So as you come up from the sujood, instead of going straight up, you sit and then you go up. Those who say you don't have to sit, they will go straight up unless the Imam sits. So if you know the Imam sits, then sit and then go up. Understand? Because you must follow the Imam and so forth. So the hadith over here is a weak hadith as we says. However, the meaning is correct and there are other ahadith that support it in terms of the meaning. And it's in line with the principles of the Sharia and so forth. So the first issue about the hadith is what? That the ma'moom, there is no sahwi upon them. Right? But this is however with some conditions. There are some conditions on this. And that is that he has not missed out anything of the salah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so what happens if the imam stands up in the second rakah and he skips the tashahud? Does the ma'mum stand up with him? Or do they differ with him? They have to follow him, even though he's making a mistake. But he's skipping a fard. So they can carry on. So they can follow him in that. 
right? And of course, they will all then have to do the sahwi. Imam will do it and they will follow him in that as well. Um, likewise, if a person joins the salah late, so he joins in the second rak'ah. The imam is in the second rak'ah, this is his first, correct? So the imam makes the tashahud. The imam makes the tashahud. If you think about it, he is not supposed to do tashahud, it's his first rak'ah. But he has to follow the imam. Likewise, if the imam uh, skips the tashahud, for example, in the third rak'ah, that's his second rak'ah, he's missing his tashahud. Understand? But all of this is fine because he has to follow the imam. This is the principle. Right? This is actually why you don't, you know, oh, but it's my seconds, I'm going to do the tashahud. No, you have to follow the, you have to follow the imam at all times. Um, <coughs> طيب, and the second issue is the issue of the following the imam, that's fine. So I'm going to go through some of the situations that comes up on uh, with regards to this hadith, right? With regards to this hadith, there's a number of issues that comes up um, regarding the ma'moom and differing with the imam. So we said the asal is that there's no sahwi upon them, but there are times when they will have to do sujood sahwi. There are times when they will have to do sujood sahwi. Right? So, point number one. Right, I'm going to go through a few different situations again. It's important to understand them. Point number one is, if a person offers the entire salah with the imam. Right? He prays the entire salah from start to finish with the imam. Then the imam makes a mistake. And does the prostration of forgetfulness. He has to follow him. This we mentioned. Right, so you're with the imam, he makes a mistake, he then does sujood sahwi. Even though you made no mistakes in your salah, your salah is valid from start to finish, you have to make sahwi because the imam is making sahwi. Right, this is clear, we mentioned this, this hadith also mentions this. Whether it's before the salam or after, if it's, even if it's after the salam, you still have to make sahwi with the imam. That's clear. Point number two is, if a person joins the salah late, and the imam makes a mistake in the part of the salah that he catches up with, okay, then it depends. So if the imam does the sujood al-sahwi before the taslim, then what must he do? So remember here, what are we talking about now? He's joined the salah late. Let's say he joined in the second or the third rak'ah. The imam then makes a mistake when? After he has joined. After he joined, he noticed the imam made a mistake, but we carry on. So let's say for argument's sake, um, he skipped the tashahud. So you join in the second rak'ah, and the imam skips the tashahud. You notice the mistake, but you carry on. So now what's going to happen, he's going to make the sujood before the taslim. Correct? 
In that instance, you have to make it with him. Because it's done before the, the Daslim. Understand? Then he has to make the sujood with the Imam. Then stand up. Because he missed the rakah. Right? Complete his salah. Make up whatever he missed. Then do the prostration of forgetfulness again. Because the first prostration that he did with the Imam was not at the correct place of prostration for him. Remember, this is not the end of Salah for him. He is only doing it to why? Because he has to follow the Imam. So he has to follow the Imam before the Taslim. Once the Imam makes the Taslim, he can now stand up and complete his Salah. Then when he completes his Salah, he has to then make the prostration again. Because the initial prostration was not the place of prostration for him. Rather, it should be done at the end of the salah. Understand? And what about if the imam prostrates after the taslim? So let's say the imam added something to the salah. Let's say the imam added something to the salah. So now he's going to do the prostration when? After the taslim. What now? What does he do now? Okay, so he doesn't do the prostration with the Imam. Understand? So now what's going to happen is the Imam is going to make the taslim twice. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Then he's going to make sujood. So now this man, what's he going to do? He's going to make the, does he make the taslim? Or does he stand up? Does he make the taslim, the sujood, then stand up? What does he do? Think about it like this. Let's say there's no sujudu sahwi to be done. Okay? It's normal salah, but you came late. When the imam makes the taslim, what do you do? You, stay, you don't make the taslim with him. Correct. He's com- but when you make the taslim, you're completing your salah. So you don't make the taslim with him. You stand up. So the similar thing here, if he's going to make the sujood after the taslim, when he makes the taslim, that's when you stand up. Right? That's when you stand up, so you're not going to do the prostration with him. You are now going to stand up, complete whatever you need to complete to the salah. Then, then what? Salam, and then your own sujudu sahwi. No, no, no. Remember, what did we say? What did we say here? You join the salah late. And the imam makes the mistake when? After you've joined. So you know there's a mistake. You understand? So you know there's a mistake. So so you have to do the sahwi afterwards. And if you don't know this mistake? 
If you don't know, but you see, if but you don't know, yeah. But you see, how are you not going? How are you not going to know? You are going to do the salah. Look, you're going to know that he added something. Because he added something. He stood up where he wasn't supposed to stand up, where he half stood up and he sat back down. So, for example, you made a mistake after the second rakah, but you joined at the third rakah. So, you don't know what happened. We're getting there. We never spoke about that yet. Oh, okay. We spoke about him making a mistake after you've joined. So, you've joined, now he makes a mistake. So, we see the mistake, we hear the mistake, but we carry on. Because we know the sahwi to be, to, be, to, be, to, be, to, be, to be made, it will make up for the mistake. If the sahwi is done before the taslim, you make it with him. And when he does the taslim, you stand up, complete your salah, and then you do your own sahwi and complete the salah. Remember? That's what we said. If the sahwi is done after the taslim, then you don't do the taslim with the imam. You stand up, complete your salah, do the taslim and your own sahwi. Understand? Are you with me now on this? The next situation is, if the person praying behind the imam during the salah late, and the imam made a mistake in the part of the salah that he did not catch up with, so he made the mistake before he joined. So by the time you joined, he's you're late, but he's already made a mistake before. So you don't know about that possibly, right? So this is like he makes a mistake in the first rakah and you joined in the second or third or fourth rakah, for example. If the imam makes the sujood before the taslim, it's going to happen. You have to follow the imam. If he makes the sujood before the taslim, Spot, you have to make you have to follow him, right? And when he does the taslim, you stand up, complete the prayer, but you don't have to make your own forgetfulness. Sujudu Sahwi. Why? You never saw any mistake, it didn't apply to you. It applied to the Imam only. He made a mistake before you joined. Right? By the time you joined, the mistake had to be done. So he makes the sujood and you have to follow him. So the reason you are making the sujood sahwi is because you have to follow the imam. But there is no mistake in your salah. So by the time you can, can complete your salah, you don't have to do the sahwi again because there is no error on your part. That's part of your salah. But if the mistake happened after you have joined, then... You're going to do sujudu sahwi twice, basically. You're going to do it firstly when? With the imam. Because you have to follow the imam. And then afterwards to make up for your own error before you complete your salah. Understand? And if the imam does the sujudu sahwi after the salam, the person praying behind him, again, won't follow him. He will stand up. And he will complete his salah. And he does not have to do the Sahwi after finishing his salah either because the ruling on the imam's mistake does not apply to him. Right? As the mistake happened before he joined the imam in the salah. Right? Now the, all that situation applies to who? The mistakes of the imam. Right? 
This hadith is actually talking about the mistakes of the ma'moom. What happens if you as a person at the back makes a mistake? Right? What then? Do you have to make sahmi or not? This hadith is saying, there is no sahmi upon the ma'moom. Understand? So therefore there are situations where you will not do sahwi even though you left out something or made a mistake. And then there are situations where you still have to do sahwi because the mistake was of a different le- level, for example. Right, so we're talking about now regarding the mistakes of the ma'moom. Those behind the imam, those, the congregants who are praying with him in the salah. If they make a mistake, then what? So firstly, if the person praying behind the imam makes a mistake in his salah, and he did not join the prayer late. So you join from the beginning, right? Um, you, you, you caught up at least, you, you're not behind by any rak'ah. So even if you joined while he's in the Fatiha, that's fine. But the point is you're not masbuk, you're not late. You are not um, behind by any rak'at, okay? So for example, in the sujood, you didn't say Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Or in the ruku, you didn't say Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. That's a fard of the salah that you left out. So technically you're supposed to make a sujood sahwi before the taslim because you left out a fard of the salah. Are you with me? In this instance here, what happens? You send up the fatiha. If, you, if you've got the, the full rakah, I mean the full um, rakah in sujood, the ruku in sujood in full. The discussion that is a rakah. So that means, um, so that means you've, you've missed out a rukun, which is your fatiha, but because you follow the imam. Yeah. Right? You don't need to recite this for the fatiha. So, for example, you join late. So, just before the imam goes down, you just say, Allah, but the imam goes down. You follow the imam, you don't recite for the fatiha, you just follow the imam. Okay. So, within the same principle of that? Okay, but you came late. You say you came late after the after the Fatiha. That's different. You were late coming, that's different. So you missed the Fatiha, but it's late. So that type of that that's fine. That's different, that's a different issue. Okay? What about the person you with the Imam, but you did not do the wajib? Adhkar that you're supposed to recite, for example, Rabbi Khidli, between the two sujoods, or Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, in the sujood, or Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, in the ruku'. It at least once is fard. To skip that, let's say you're going to sujood, and I spoke about this, I mentioned, this happened to me one day in Taraweeh, remember? And I said, I was thinking about my lesson. I was thinking about an ayah that I, I knew that I skipped this ayah, and I'm thinking, where is this ayah, what is this ayah? And the next thing I did, I went down, and I skipped so I missed a fard of that salah, so I had to make up for it with sujudu sahwi before I made the taslim. Right? It's the same instance. But now you are not the imam. You are the ma'moom. Understand? So you have omitted something. So the ruling is you're supposed to make sujudu sahwi before the taslim to make up for what you missed out of the wajibat. Correct? But you are ma'moom. Which means you are supposed to be following the Imam. What do you do? Are you going to let him finish, then add a sujood sahwi and then make salam? 
or you're going to make it after, or you don't make it at all. You understand? This is where this hadith wording comes into play. Which says, what does the hadith say? There's no sahwi for the ma'moom. There's no sahwi upon the ma'moom. Basically, the imam, he carries that, that, that forgetfulness moment that you had. So he will carry that over, and you will not have to make sahwi. This doesn't mean that you can purposefully leave it out. Purposefully, not going to say anything. Why? Because the imam carries it. If you purposefully leave it out, your salah is batil. Right? We're talking about a forget moment of forgetfulness. A moment of forgetfulness. So if you forgot, valid, normal, it happens. In that case, we say the imam carries your mistake. And your salah is valid. You don't have to do sujood al-sahwi because you don't have to... Do, why? Because you mustn't differ with the imam. That hadith now comes into play. The imam is in place there to be followed. فَلَا تَخْتَلِفُوا عَلَيْهِ So don't differ with him. Understand? So in this instance here, the ma'moom has left out a wajib of the salah that he was supposed to make sahwi for. But because he's ma'moom, what happens? The imam carries it for him. The imam carries it for him. Okay? But... If we assume that the person made a mistake that invalidates one of the rak'ahs, like he forgot to recite Fatiha. Now, Fatiha is not the same like those adhkar because, as you said, it's a. It's what? It's a rukun. Okay? In that case, he has now. That rak'ah of his is like invalid. He's invalidated that rak'ah because he missed out a rukun. A rukun, we said, cannot be made up for by sujood al-sahwi. Likewise, the imam cannot carry a rukun for you. His salah will carry the, the fard that you maybe missed out on here and there, but not for a rukun. So what you will have to do is, when the imam says the taslim, he will have to stand up and repeat that rak'ah, that whole rak'ah, because that's a rukun of that rak'ah that was not fulfilled. Are you with me? Okay, this is why I said this, this is going to be a bit tricky, the, but the situations are important. The, the first thing I said is uh, the, the Imam carries the burden. Right. right. The second one I said is if you forgot the rutan, you need to go back to where you, left, where you forgot the rutan, rutan sorry, and complete your salah from there. I didn't say that now. That's what you said now. No, I didn't say that now. That I said previously, because that's, that's a different question you asked me on a different occasion, in a different context. Right? Let me repeat. We are talking about the mistakes of who? The ma'moom. Not the imam. So the ma'moom's duty is to follow the imam. Correct? So now, the first situation I gave was is, he misses out a wajib. Like, subhanahu rabbi al-a'la, or subhanahu rabbi al-azim. That's a wajib of the salah. But he will not have to do the prostration of forgetfulness because the imam carries it for him. Understand? However, we said that's a wajib. A rukun is more important than a wajib. And the fatiha is a rukun of the salah. Hence, it's, it has to be done. It has to be done. Okay? If you skip the fatiha, let's say the imam comes up, it's dhur salah, 
And he's deciding and your mind is wandering. And you're thinking about something else. And the next thing you know, the Imam, Allahu Akbar, he goes down and you go down. You are following the Imam, which is your duty. But you have not fulfilled the Rukan, which is the, the Fatiha. So what are you going to do? You must fulfill a Rukan. The Imam cannot carry a Rukan for you. So it's different from joining late. What do you mean by joining late now? Like yes, yes, yes. Joining late is something else. So joining late is something else. You, you forgot to decide it. Yeah. Joining late is a different situation altogether. Right? That's not the same thing like a person who's with the Imam. The person who comes late and the person who's there, they're two different. They're different. The situation is different. So a latecomer who joins and the Imam is complete and the Imam says, Allahu Akbar, he can follow the Imam and say, Allahu Akbar. That's, that's one thing. But this is something different. You are in the Salah, you must recite the Fatiha. Understand? In this case here, it's a Rukan that he has missed. So what he should do is, he has to continue following the Imam because don't differ with the Imam. Right? If he's going to differ, he's going to break his Salah. Understand? You can't do your own actions. The Imam is in sujood. You went back up to stand in Salah. Can't work. So you follow the Imam. But now you know you should know that you missed out on a rukun. So that whole rak'ah, that whole let's say it was the third rak'ah, right? That whole third rak'ah is now void. It's missed, right? So you will continue with the imam. When he completes, he says Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. You then have to stand up and fulfill one rak'ah. Because you, your one rak'ah was void. The Imam cannot carry the arkan of the salah for you. You have to fulfill that. A wajib that you miss out on, he can carry that for you. Understand? Tayyib. The next situation is, if the person pray behind the Imam, makes a mistake in the salah, and he joined late. So the first situation was, he was joined from the beginning, right? He never missed a rak'ah. Now we're talking about someone who misses a rak'ah. Then he should do the prostration of forgetfulness, whether he made the mistake whilst he was praying with the Imam or after he stood up to complete the part of the prayer that he missed. Because if he prostrates, he will not be differing with, from the Imam as the Imam has already finished the prayer. That's simple. You get what I said? So again, he joins the Salah. Let's say he joins in the third Raka'ah for argument's sake. Okay? And... He has a lapse in concentration. He has a lapse in concentration where he didn't say Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la or Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. Okay? The Imam didn't complete the Salah. Salaam He now has to obviously stand up and make the two rakahs that he missed. Okay? Whether he made the mistake whilst he was with the Imam or after the Imam had completed he must make his own two prayers uh, pray, uh, so because the Imam is really finished. So he's on his own. So therefore, he has to make sujudu sahwi. So what this tells us is that this idea of the Imam carrying his forgetfulness only applies when it only applies when he has joined, he hasn't missed a rak'ah. So he's with the Imam from the beginning to the end. 
From the first rakah to the last rakah. And secondly, it has to be a wajib and not a rukun. Then we can say the imam carries his, carries his forgetfulness. But if he joined late, so he missed a rakah, he will obviously have to stand up and complete and make up whatever he missed. Whether it's one or two or three rakaat, he will then have to make his sujood sahwi because the imam has already completed. So he has now obviously separated from the imam to complete his salah. And when he completes, he has to make his sujood sahwi, whether it's before or after. But he has to make it by himself because he's not, the imam cannot carry it for him because he's not complete. The imam is completed and his salah is still incomplete. Understand? And also, it cannot be a rukun, it has to be from the, the wajibat, which as we said is of a lesser degree compared to the, the arkan, to the rukuns of the salah. Understand? So I repeat all that again. Okay, let's, let me question you on it. Right? Firstly, let's talk about the mistakes of the imam. That's what we spoke about first. Right? So if a person enters the salah with the imam, and the imam makes a mistake, right? And therefore the imam will make the sujood sahwi must he follow him in that? Let me repeat the question. You join the salah, you start the salah with the imam. You haven't missed anything. Oh, you didn't get it yet, so you do sujood sahwi Listen, 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 listen. listen. Uh, clear your mind. Okay, the Imam and you, you start the Salah together, the Imam is making Salah and he makes a mistake. We c- carry on with him, right? And when he makes the Sujood Sahwi at the end, must you make it with him? Yes. yes, you must. That's the question. You have to make the Sujood, even though you never made a mistake. Why? What's the evidence? The Imam is put there to be followed and you should not differ with him. That's the principle, that's the Hadith, Right? Secondly, if the person joins the salah late and the imam makes the mistake in the part of the salah that he caught up with. So you came in the second rak'ah and you witnessed the mistake of the imam. Right? Then, if the imam does the, the sujood sahwi before the salam, must you, what must you do? You have to follow the imam. Then complete your salah. Right? Again. And then you do the Again, why? The first Yujudu Sahwi was done only because you had to follow the Imam. It was still within the salah, before the taslim. Whereas your second Yujudu Sahwi, you witnessed the mistake, you were part of the mistake, you now have to make your own Yujudu Sahwi when you complete your own salah. Understand? If the Imam made the mistake and you witnessed the mistake, but he does the sujood after the taslim, what do you then do? So you witness the mistake with him. We saw, okay, he made a mistake, but we're carrying on. And then he's going to do the sujood when? After the taslim. What does the person do? Ahsant, right? He will then. Not make the sujood with the imam because the imam is only making it 
after and you don't follow him in the tasleem because you have to still stand up and complete your salah you've missed a, t- a raka'ah or two so when he makes a tasleem you stand up and you finish your salah and when you end your salah you will then do your sujood sahwi after the tasleem as well understand if the person praying behind the imam during the salah late and the imam made a mistake in the part of the salah that he did not catch up with Right? Such as if he made a mistake in the first rak'ah and you joined in the second rak'ah. So you never witnessed the, the mistake. Again, either if the imam is going to prostrate before the salam or after. If he does it before, what's going to happen? You have to follow him because it's part of the salah. And if he does it after, you don't follow him and you don't do the sujood either because it's not, that mistake was not part of your salah. Clear? Now we're speaking about the mist. Yes? I have a If you are doing the salah late and the imam makes a mistake by adding a raka'ah, so you complete your salah and then the mark does this to do the salah after it's just in. But you've made your required imam. Do you follow him? In the salah, do the salah? Okay, let me just get this question right. So, let's say you joined in the second rak'ah. And it's a four rak'ah prayer, dhuhr. So the imam ends up making five. But for you, that was four. So, No, you don't have to follow the Imam. Right? You see, I'm still going to get to another issue, which is... Okay, let's leave that question for later. I'm going to come back to the question. Let me just finish this. I'm going to carry on, and I'll, I'll, I'll address that issue. Um, where were we? Speaking about the mistakes of the Ma'moom now, Right? So we said if the person, the ma'moom makes a mistake in his salah and he did not join late. So he's with the imam from the start. Right? What we mean by late here is what? He never missed a rak'ah. Let's say he joined and the imam is busy reading Tabat Yada Abi Lahabi for example. That's not late in this context. He's still with the imam from the first rak'ah to the last. Understand? So he joins with the imam from the first rak'ah to the last, but he forgot to utter a wajib, like subhanahu rabbil a'la, subhanahu rabbil azim, rabbil fidli, and so forth. Understand? It's a wajib. Oh, sami' Allahu al-man hamida. It's a wajib. Or let's say he didn't say Allahu Akbar before he went down. That's also a wajib, right? What's the ruling? No sahwi. Oh, no, for a wajib, no sahwi, for a rukan sahwi. Okay. Oh, no, no, for, yeah. yeah, no sahwi. And then for a rukan, you must go back and perform your wajib. Okay. So in this case, there's no sahwi, because the imam carries it for him. Right? Because he joined from the first rak'ah to the last, 
and he only missed a wajib. That's two very important conditions to remember. Right? However, if he comes and he joins them at the salah, late. Right? He should do the prostration. He's missed, he's missed a rak'ah. So he must do the prostration. Because it's his mistake. And the imam has completed already. So therefore, the imam cannot carry his forgetfulness. Understand? Tayyib. And the other issue was the issue of the, the rukun. If you missed a rukun, you broke a rukun of the salah, you have to make up for that whole rak'ah. So you will have to stand up at the end and redo that rak'ah. And then do the two sujoods and you end off. Understand? In that instance, when will you do the sujood before or um, after the taslim? Before, because it's, it's actually do not perform. That's for good start. Forgetfulness. Anything that is forgetfulness, you do it before. And when you add, you do it afterwards. Okay. Think about it again. Abu Sa'id. Abu Sa'id, yes. And then if you add, you apply the Hadith of Ibn Masood. So forgetting your Rukan, meaning you did not perform your Rukan. Right. So that means you don't add. But the whole Rakah is like added. Yeah, but you know, you've forgotten the Rukan as a... But you're adding all the other sujoods and you're still following the imam, so you've added a lot to the salah technically. So you say you do it afterwards. So, there won't be because of the mistake. So then that sahwi takes place afterwards, after the salah. If you've forgotten a rukan, you perform your salah with imam, you've forgotten a rukan. Right, that means yeah. you must go back to complete that rukan. Right? Now, when do you perform your salat? When, when do you perform your sujood to sahabi before or afterwards? Because um, forgetfulness, um, you apply ibni, sa'id. And, but the sin of forgetfulness. I would say you do it after the salam. Because there's a lot that has been added to the salah now. And Allah knows best. Okay, so before we end of this hadith, there's two mas'alas that Ibn Uthaymin mentions, right? Number one is, if the imam stands up for a fifth rak'ah, if the imam stands up for a khamisa fil dhuhr, for example, dhuhr salah, and he stands up for a fifth rak'ah, so he's adding an additional rak'ah. And what happens is, the ma'mum, they say, subhanallah, indicating to him that, it's the fourth, you should be sitting, but he's already stood up. Right? And what happens? He's adamant. 
That is right. But the ma'mum, they know. They are also adamant and sure that he's adding a rak'ah. This is his fifth rak'ah. But he thinks in his mind it's the fourth. So he stood up. Right? So they've done tasbih. That means they said subhanallah and so forth. But what happens now? These people have prayed four rak'at. And he's now standing for the fifth. For an additional rak'ah. What happens now? Right, what we do now is you remain seated. You do not follow the imam. Because he is now adding a whole rak'ah to the salah. So do you wait till he finishes salah? No. In this case, you let the imam continue and they should sit, do the tashahud and complete the salah. On their own. They should complete the salah on their own. Why? But Sheikh, but now what happens? Um, even if the congregation says Subhanallah, right? And the action is in full. What do you mean in full? So the Imam stood up in full. Yeah. Shouldn't he continue? Or can he no, then he must sit. So he can still sit. He must sit. Because remember, this is different to the first Ashahud. The first Ashahud is a wajib. He can continue and make up for it with the, with the Sujudu Sahwi at the end. This is not the same thing. You are now adding a whole rak'ah. So he has to, if, he, if they say subhanallah, he must immediately sit down. And he must do sujudu sahwi after the taslim because he has added that standing. Do you understand? But to follow the imam and you know he's adding a whole rak'ah. This is batil. That would nullify the salah completely. And no sujudu sahwi can make up for that. For a, a rukun. Do you understand? Obviously for him, they, not saying his salah is batil. His salah is fine because he's doing it by mistake. Right? So he will have to do sujood sahwi afterwards to make up for his addition. But you as a person cannot purposefully now add a whole rak'ah to the salah. You will then have to break off from the imam salah because your, your knowledge is such that you know that his salah is actually invalidated by that action. And it's an additional, uh, he's adding something, a whole rak'ah to the salah. So therefore, um, you should not follow the imam in this. You can remain seated, say the tashahud, and complete the salah on your own. And complete the salah on your own. Understand? That was the because that was the first, no the first tashahud. You talking about when he skipped when he skipped the first tashahud? No, when he when he added uh, uh, when the added uh, um, a rakaah and then the sahaba um, after him afterwards after the tasleem is something uh, something new being introduced into the sahaba. He didn't add a rakaah. He made two rak'at instead of four. So they said, that's why some people, they said, oh, the salah has been shortened. Oh, yes, it's shortened. He shortened the salah. Yes. He made two, yes. He made two instead of four. So they thought the salah has been shortened. So some people left. Right? Remember the people who got up immediately, they left. And then, then the man eventually came, the man with the two long arms, came and said, you know, has the salah been changed? 
or has something new happened? So this is why there was nothing. That he didn't add anything. So he didn't add. He actually cut short. He cut the salah short by by two rakaat. Um, whereas in this instance here, we are saying the imam is adding a rakaat. So therefore, he, he, uh, they should say Subhanallah, and if he continues, then you break off from him, because he's now adding uh, a rakaat to the salah. Um, so on this question. What about the latecomer? Because here, this is the question that was asked, right? A latecomer could come and he will now join the Imam. Let's say he joined in the second rakah. This was the question, right? This was the question, am I right? So the, the latecomer, he comes and he joins the salah, let's say, in the second rakah of Dhuhr, for, of the Imam. And the Imam ends up praying five. So this extra rak'ah will count for him, meaning if he joined the imam in the second rak'ah, for example, he should say the salam with the imam who prayed the extra rak'ah, right? If he joined in the third rak'ah, then he should do another rak'ah after the imam says the salam following the additional rak'ah. Are you with me on this? So that will count as four for him, because he's with the imam, Okay? But those who started with, from the beginning, will know that's an additional, so they will not continue with him. But you've come late. So for you, you have followed him, you've made four with him, so that will count with him. Understand? Um, that's obviously because the extra rakah does not count for the latecomer. Because... In the taslim, in the sujood al-sahwi. Um, so let me, get, let me just keep my head around this question. If the imam realizes and then he does the sujood al-sahwi after the taslim, then what do we say? Go back to what we said about the, the ma'moom. What did we say about the, the mistakes of the ma'moom? No, but it's not the mistake of the ma'moom, it's the mistake of the imam. Right? So this mistake was done when? Imam made the mistake in the part when he, after he came, right? When he joined, after he joined the salah late. So if he makes the test, the, the, the prostration, after the salah, the person should not follow him. And he does not have to prostrate after finishing his prayer either because that mistake was not part of his salah. Okay? But then again, we could ask the question technically, he prayed four rakaat with this Imam. Right? He prayed four rakaat with this Imam, so he thought that he prayed in full, that he never missed a rakaat. Am I right? Because how else did he pray for rakat? If he, if he, he must have then thought, okay, the Imam. Um, and so therefore, he would most likely make the sujood of Sahbi with him. Because you would have thought that he did not come late. Right? But most likely, that's not going to happen. Because how do you join the salah late not knowing that you're late? Understand? 
How do you join the salah? Not naming because in the second rakah when you join, the imam is in the tashahud. Or he's going to be in the tashahud. So you know that there's a mistake. You understand? So you will know that there's a mistake. And so therefore I would say you will make the sujood sahwi with him. Because you will know that there is a... Uh, sorry, you will not have to make it with him. Because by the time you joined, he had made the... It's tricky, man. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking now that you will know there's a mistake. Right? Because you can't, I, I don't understand how you can join the salah missing a rak'ah and not knowing that you missed a rak'ah. Are you with me? You have to know that you missed a rak'ah because if you join, let's say he's busy reciting the fatiha and you join. In the second rak'ah, he's making the tashahud. So you know, okay, I missed the first rak'ah. But in the third, he gets up. The fourth, he gets up. And then he makes a fifth. So now you know that he's made a mistake. Understand? So I would say in this case it's safer just to make the sujood sahwi with him. Um, because at the end of the day you prayed for with him in full. And it says if you are with him in full, because you made for with him, so therefore it's safer for you to do the sujood sahwi. That's what I would say, and Allah knows best. In a case like that. Because it gets very technical now, when there was the mistake made, you know when the mistake was made, and so forth. In that case I would say just do the sujood sahwi with him. Do the sujood sahwi, and there's no harm in that, insha'Allah. Um, <clears throat> the last mas'ala on this hadith, he says, is what's the ruling if the imam forgets to recite the fatiha in one of the raka'at of dhuhr? So it's a silent recitation. So he says, if the imam forgets to recite the fatiha, in one of the raka'at, for example, of a soft prayer like dhuhr, then if he remembers that he forgot before the third raka'ah, he will have to go back and repeat the fatiha and then complete his salah, and then he will break the sujood sahwi after the salam. But if he does not remember, except after this, this, the, the following raka'ah, then that raka'ah becomes the previous raka'ah. That rakah, <laughs> I told you this is going to be technical. But it just, it's not that hard, man. You just have to think about it and process it and, and, and it becomes clear, inshallah. So let's say for argument's sake, it's the second rakah of the salah. Of dhuhr, for example, right? Second rakah of dhuhr. The imam somehow forgets his mind wanders. His mind wanders and, and he forgets and he goes down in ruku'ah. Right? So he forgot to decide, so he forgot the Fatiha and the Fatiha is a rukun. You, you can't skip it. You can't make sujood sahwi for it. Right? If he remembers before he stands up for the third rak'ah, the next rak'ah. So now he recalls, hey, I didn't make it. What does he do now? He goes back to the second rak'ah. Goes back to the second rak'ah and he starts again from the Fatiha. That must be done. And then he has to do the sahwi at the end because now all that additional stuff that he added, that's addition. So he does sahwi afterwards, right? But if he doesn't remember... So, Sheikh, so in this instance, Imam will be making five rakats. 
Right. What's happening is he's now coming back to, um, into from, from the second into the third. But he hasn't gone to the third yet. He hasn't gone to the third rak'ah yet. He's still in the second rak'ah. So he didn't go down into sujood yet? Well, yes, he's there. that's part of the second rak'ah. So he could be there, but he has to go back. So are you sheikh saying from Rukul straight back? He can go back because he missed that Rukul's invalid. So he's got to go back. So what, what is sheikh saying is, so he doesn't even perform sujood? Where, wherever he is, in the second rak'ah, right? Still in the second rak'ah. Understand? Mm-hmm. He then has to stop, go back, and repeat that second rak'ah. Because that's the rak'ah is invalid. Because it didn't have the fatiha. So even if he's, so he even, um, so he doesn't even complete the... Doesn't complete it. That's, that's the first situation we just let I mentioned now. He doesn't complete it. Right? He has to go back and, re- and repeat it basically and start again with the second rak'ah. Understand? So he has to start from the Fatiha. That, so all that stuff he did was additional. Hence he has to make the Sujudu Sahwa at the end after the Taslim. So even if he's um, realizing in the sitting of the two Sujuds. He's still in the second Raka'ah. He's, he's, he's still in the second Raka'ah. He stands up and he goes back to the Fatiha. Right? This is, this is specifically for the Fatiha. Because it's a rukun of the Salah. And this is for the Imam. Okay. And if he's already reached the third rak'ah. So now you've done all the sujood and all the stuff. You come back up and now you're in the third rak'ah. And now you're reading the Fatiha. And now you recall, hey, I didn't read the Fatiha in the previous rak'ah. Right? That third becomes your second now. So you continue. That you can now you're going to be making five rakat. And you're going to be making three takyats. Yeah. But remember, you're going to be doing that, but technically that whole second rakat is ex marked off with an ex. It's invalid. I know. Because what's going to happen now is so you're in the third rakat. Right, so that means you really done one tahiyah. Yes. So now I go back to the second rakah. Do it again. And then you go straight down, and then you make a tahiyah, that's one tahiyah. You have two, then you make your two um, rakats again, and then you make a final tashahud, that's all. Third. Third tahiyah, and that means four tahiyahs. No, no, because three. Because salat is sahwi. But there's no tahiyah for sahwi. Sheikh said, Sheikh said he makes it. No, Sheikh in the beginning you said um, because you add to the salam. You only add, you do a salam. Yes, But then Sheikh said must make tahiyat and then salam. No, 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 never said tahiyat. Oh, ma, ma, apology. I thought you said no, just make no, a no. salam. Ma, apology. Just a salam, yes. Oh, just a salam. Yes. No tahiyat. No tahiyat. Okay. So, so only if you. Two salams. Three, four salams. Yes. Two salams. Oh, yeah, two salams, ma'am. Two salams, ma'am. Apologies. Two salams. Yes, it's right. He's right what he's saying. Okay? So if he remembers this, that he forgot the, the Fatiha when he gets to the third rak'ah, that third becomes the second. And he will then complete the salah, and he had to make sahwi after the salam. Because he added the whole invalid rak'ah there. All that stuff was added. And if he does not remember, 
except after the salam. So the salah is now done. Then he remembers. Second rakah, I didn't do the, I didn't do the what? The Fatiha. Right? Then what does he do? He stands up and he makes a full rakah to compensate for that one. Makes the Sujuru Sahwi after the Salam. So basically in that case, this is if a short period of time is going by, obviously, right? If a long period goes by, you have to repeat the whole salah. If a short period of time, a minute or two goes by, and then you remember, then you can stand up immediately and make a rak'ah because you must want a rak'ah. So you make one rak'ah, sit, tashahud, make salam after the sujood sahwi, after the salam. Okay. As for the Ma'moomin in this case, then they will follow him, except if he does not remember, except after he stands to the third rak'ah. Right, so the, the Ma'moomin will follow him normally, right? Except in which case? If that, if, except in the case that he does not remember, except after he stands to the third rak'ah. Because in this case he's going to make five. Right? So what's going to happen is um, uh, if he stands for the third rakah, right? And now he remembers that he didn't do it. That becomes his second. But for them, they don't know. It's Dhuhr Salah. They don't know that he never recited the Fatiha. So what are they going to do? They will continue with their Salah except now the Imam is going to be Slightly different to them. So they're going to continue with him, except that when they get to the fourth rakah, their fourth rakah, he's going to stand up for the fifth. And they will say, Subhanallah, because what are you doing? Going to the fifth. But they will remain seated, as we explained. And they will finish off, and he will continue making his fifth. So why is he continuing? He knows why he's continuing. He's continuing because he knows I missed the rukun in that. In, that, uh, in the second rakah, which was the Fatiha, so I have to make a fifth. They will then break off from him, complete before him, and afterwards, when they discuss with him, he can then explain. This is why I had to make a fifth, and this is why they broke off, so no problem. Understand? So normally they will follow him, but in this instance, they will end up breaking off from him because he ends up making a fifth rakah. Whereas they will not follow him in that, or they should not follow him in that. Yes. Correct. 
طيب yes تشهد yes he's saying when in the breaking off from him طيب I can see it is not that hard it just requires some thought process just to picture what exactly you know is a situation and stick to the principles that we mentioned and so forth um, and inshallah it becomes clear we'll take one more hadith it's a quick one we'll end off from Thawban radiallahu anhu from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he said لِكُلِّ سَهْوٍ سَجْدَتَانِ بَعْدَمَا يُسَلِّمْ رَوَاهُ أَبُوْ دَاوُ لُبْنُ مَاجِبِ سَنَلِنْ ضَعِيفِ Again, a weak hadith which says that one must prostrate twice. Thawban. Thawban. It says that the Prophet said that one must prostrate twice every time he forgets any of the activities of the prayer. One must prostrate twice every time he forgets any of the actions, not activities, actions of the of the salah. So the apparent meaning here is what? That every time you make a mistake, you're going to make a, saj- a sujudu sahwi for it, two sajdas. So which means, if you made a salah, and you made two mistakes, or three mistakes, then what does that mean? You have to make four sujuds, or six sujuds. That's what this hadith is basically indicating, although it's a weak hadith. It's a weak hadith. So Ibn Uthaymin, basically, to wrap it up short, in short, he says that the correct view is that no matter how many mistakes you make, you only make two sajdas at the end. You will only do sujudu sahwi once, basically, understand? By once, we mean the two sajdas. You don't have to do it for every mistake. Is this understood? Yes. The only issue then is, what if the one mistake was to be done before the taslim, the other mistake was to be done after the taslim. In that instance, he says, just do it before the, before the salam. Just do it before the salam and Allah knows best. Okay, to end off, he says, what is the principle that we stick to when it comes to sahwi? Yani, when... When do we do sahwi for a mistake? And when are we not allowed to do sahwi for a mistake? Right? So he says every statement or action, if it is done purposefully, right? Every statement or action, any statement or any action that is, that, that is done purposefully, and that would lead to the nullification of the salah, And would lead to the nullification of salah. Then, in the case of forgetfulness, sujood sahwi is, is, is wajib.
So for example, if a person leaves off a fard, a wajib, purposefully, like you purposely did not say Sami Allahul Manhamida, or you purposely did not say Subhana Rabbil A'la in sujood, what's the ruling of your salah? It's nullified, null and void. But if it is done out of forgetfulness, it's okay, and you can do sujood sahwi for it. Right? Likewise, even if you added a sujood, you added a sujood, if this was done purposefully, what's the ruling? You made three sujoods, not two. Purposefully. Purposefully. Nullified. But if it's done out of mistake, you have to do sujood sahwi after the taslim. After the taslim. So any action basically that is that would nullify the salah, right? Had it been done purposefully, and it is now done out of forgetfulness, then you have to do a sujudu sahwi for that. Any action or statement that you did by accident, that had it not been by accident, so then the salah would have been baltin. But because it's by accident or by out of mistake, in this instance we say that sujudu sahwi is is required. Is that understood? That's basically the principle that, that or the guideline that we stick to and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Next week we'll continue and we will speak about the sajda to tilawah. Sujood of tilawah, which is the next topic, inshaAllah sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Shalala ilaha 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 